0: This is Optimal Startup Daily, episode 535, How to Run a Virtual Business from Anywhere, part one, by Jay Harrington of lifeandwhim.com. And hey, welcome back to Optimal Startup Daily. I am your narrator, my name is Dan, and a very happy Saturday to you. Hope you're enjoying the weekend. And I've got a little bit of a longer post for you right now, so uh, I'm gonna start reading the first half for you today, and then I'll finish up the rest tomorrow. So for now, let's get right to part one and start optimizing your life. How to Run a Virtual Business from Anywhere, Part 1, by Jay Harrington of lifeandwhim.com When we first started fantasizing about moving to Traverse City, we kept bumping up against a brick wall. We could live there, but how would we make a living? Big problem. We could never get past the fantasy phase if we couldn't figure out how to make a buck. It's a problem that many people face when looking to start over in a small town, particularly one that is a popular vacation spot. Real estate prices are high, but there aren't as many high-paying jobs available as there are in high-population centers of business and commerce. Our situation was a bit different. We didn't have jobs, but we had a business, and our business had a building, employees who all lived in Metro Detroit, and clients primarily located in Southeast Michigan. It wasn't realistic to think that we could pick up our business and move it to Traverse City, keep our employees and clients, and maintain, let alone grow, our income. Or so we thought. We often get asked about how we overcame one of the biggest challenges we faced in making our move to Traverse City. Namely, how we moved our business too. So we decided to write about our experience and share some tips and insights about how to build a flexible business that you can operate from anywhere. Have you ever thought about starting a business from home or transforming an existing brick and mortar business into a virtual one? Hopefully you can learn from some of the things we did right and wrong along the way. Our business. Our business, Harrington, is a brand strategy and design agency that specializes in providing creative solutions for sophisticated professional services firms, such as law, consulting, and accounting firms. I do brand strategy work and write for clients, and Heather is our creative director. We have a team of designers and account executives who work for us as full-time employees, and we have a network of back-end website developers that we work with. We get hired by firms interested in rebranding, and a typical engagement involves developing a brand strategy, a new brand identity, often including a new logo and tagline, and designing and developing a new website. We also produce lots of content and thought leadership pertaining to professional services marketing and business development through our agency blog, Simply Stated. A virtual solution. Not content to be geographically inhibited by our business, In 2014, we set about to come up with a solution that would allow us to live where we wanted, but not give up our livelihood and start over. We started considering the feasibility and viability of operating virtually. A virtual business is one where employees are dispersed and work remotely, from home or wherever they happen to be at any given moment, using digital tools to communicate and collaborate with each other and clients we immediately recognized some of the obvious benefits, including cost savings on rent, utilities, and maintenance, as well as time savings from the lack of office upkeep and commuting. Those benefits were nice, but ancillary. For us, it all came down to flexibility. If we could pull this off, we could eliminate the biggest obstacle keeping us from moving to Traverse City. But it wasn't a slam dunk decision free from risk. For one, we didn't know how our employees would react. Sure, working from home sounds great, but it's not for everyone. It takes discipline and can be lonely at times. Nor did we know how clients would take it. Most of the collaboration we do with clients is done digitally, and when we do meet face-to-face, it's often at the client's office. But most of our clients are large firms, and we weren't sure how they would react to our transition to a virtual environment. There are always risks, though, and we're always up for a challenge, so we decided to go for it. Quote, 20 years from now, you will be more disappointed by the things that you didn't do than by the ones that you did do. So throw off the bow lines, sail away from the safe harbor, catch the trade winds in your sails, explore, dream, discover, end quote. Mark Twain. Here's what we did, as well as some of the lessons we learned about what works and doesn't about taking a business virtual. The virtual model. Not every business can be run virtually. Those that can are typically technologically oriented service providers. Think consulting. IT, marketing, design, web development, and insurance to name just a few. If lots of FaceTime is required with clients or customers, or if employees need to be located in a physical location to get their work done, it's probably not going to work. In our business, almost everything we do with clients is done in a virtual environment, with one exception. At the outset of some engagements, I need to travel to a client's location in order to meet with its professionals to conduct interviews and due diligence as part of our brand strategy process. For example, we work with an international consulting firm headquartered on the East Coast, and I traveled to a couple of the client's major offices in order to conduct fact-gathering and brainstorming sessions. It would have been difficult, if not impossible, to conduct this work virtually, but that's not always the case. We recently worked with a law firm headquartered in San Francisco, and all of the fact-gathering was done virtually via conference calls and video chats. In both cases, however, once the initial brand strategy was complete, all subsequent work, including brand and website design, was done without another face-to-face meeting. The point is that, even with a virtual business, you can't work in your slippers all of the time. Just most of the time. Niche to go virtual One of the problems we faced when we decided to go virtual was the fact that, while we were operating out of our physical location in Metro Detroit, most of our clients were based within 90 miles of us. Our market was local. With proximity came the expectation that we would be able to meet frequently and without much advance notice. Obviously, that wasn't going to work if we picked up and moved 250 miles away to Traverse City. So we had to recalibrate our thinking and strategy and decrease our dependence on local work. Easier said than done for a small business. To be continued. You just listened to part one of the post titled How to Run a Virtual Business from Anywhere indeed.com slash startup. Terms and conditions apply. And I want to thank Jay for letting us share his work today. He started Life and Whim with his wife, Heather, and several years ago, they decided to throw caution to the wind and packed up their family and moved from the suburbs of a big city to a small town in northern Michigan. They wanted a simpler, slower life, easier access to the great outdoors, and the mental, emotional, and financial space to live in accordance with their priorities and in pursuit of their passions. What they learn throughout the journey is what life and whim is all about. I'll share a little bit more about them tomorrow also after the conclusion of this post. But that does it for today here on Optimal Startup Daily. Hope you are having a happy weekend and thanks so much for being with me. And I'll see you back here tomorrow where we're going to finish up this post and where your optimal life awaits.